0: So you ever have this happen in your office? Somebody makes a proposal, and then the other person says, I can't believe you asked for that! Welcome to the Three Wise Men of Divorce Money, Psych, and Law podcast. Sit down with the California divorce experts, financial divorce consultant Mark Hill, psychologist Scott Weiner, and attorney Sean Weber for a frank and casual conversation about divorce separation, co-parenting, and the difficult decisions real people like you face during these tough times. We know that if you are looking at divorce or separation, it can be scary and overwhelming. With combined experience of over 70 years in divorce and conflict management, we are here for you and look forward to helping by sharing our unique ideas, thoughts, and perspectives on divorce, separation, and co-parenting.
1: The proposal, yes,
2: it, it, it's, a, it's an insult to the person.
1: They
0: They're react insults.
2: as if they've been insulted.
0: And sometimes it is, frankly, an insult, right?
2: Sometimes so it what can, do you, What
0: do be. you do when you're the recipient of a proposal that you feel, from your perspective, in your divorce case is so off base or so insulting that you just want to explode or you want to walk out? You came into the room feeling like, okay, this is something we could do. And then the proposal lands like a thud, like a lead balloon on the table.
2: So one thing I often do is I say, before we start proposals, or as a proposal is being made, in order for it to be valuable, it has to have two things. And perhaps the psychologist would say three things. It has to have value to the person making it. Well, it would do. That's why they're making it, right? It's got to have value to the person you're making it to. And you should be able to point out what that value is to them. And also, I say peripherally, the psychologists say, importantly, it should have value to the family. So you making the proposal need to explain what value it has to you What value it has to the other person, and is there a family value? Because that turns it around a little bit and asks them to kind of explain their logic, as opposed to here it is, it's you know in a bag and take it or leave it.
0: Well, sometimes he sounds like a mediator. Yeah, you'd think he might have mediated a case now and then. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes you get a proposal based on a set of facts, quote unquote that have nothing to do with reality or values they're just purely emotional i deserve Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. i need this i want you to give me everything or i want you to give me this thing that has no rational basis in the law or in fact they just want it
2: okay so that's an opportunity too
0: okay
2: well, how so? You turn that into an opportunity. So, Mr. or Mrs. Smith, ABC is really important to you. I can tell. Okay, really important to you. What would you be willing to give to your husband in order for you to be able to get ABC?
0: Yeah, the genie approach—I call it. If I'm the, a genie and I can grant your wish, right? What would you be willing to give up in order to get your wish granted? Exactly.
1: So if a person were to come in and as a first um, offer, sort of a shot across the bow, uh, say that they are entitled to a rather large portion of somebody else's income. How would we structure that If if we opine as mediators that Um, that that's an undue portion.
2: Well, I think that you you can actually head some of this off before you get to the proposal stage. And I talk to people about avoiding the Mediterranean marketplace bargaining. If you've ever seen that wonderful scene in the Monty Python's Life of Brian, where he's trying to escape from the Romans, but he's got to buy a fake beard and uh, a gourd or something. And he's trying to buy the gourd really quickly. And the guy goes... Um, no, you've got a haggle. Offer me ten shekels, and he goes, "Okay, ten shekels." ten shekels? What do you mean? It's worth at least forty. And and so again, you don't <laughs> want to get into that kind of argument. So, starting with something that has value to the other person, not just has value to you, is often the place you have to go if you want a solution. Coming in and with a list of demands and red lines that cannot be crossed is very difficult to make work well, in a mediated
1: environment. We can of course, we can't do that. I mean, we're we're always transforming um, positions into statements of interest when we can. I am, of course, therapeutically reading the tea leaves of the. Future here, as I'm. <laughs> oh man!
0: Magic of the therapist. Isn't that? Isn't it great how I'm doing that? But you are. You are reading some things.
1: Yeah. Well, so there's that. that? And, and I'm also. I'm also. I mean, I guess I'm also wondering how the three of us are going to manage uh, a, a, a future event that's going to look something like uh, a very one-sided beginning set of offers. We operate oftentimes in a collaborative environment. And when we do these hybrid um, professional things that are sort of, it's like we have some of that going on, but then not others of it. It's I, I find it to be.
2: Well, it's confusing because no one's absolutely clear on their role. And, and You know, as I was listening to you, Scott, I was thinking, I think, about the same case you're talking about. And and the challenge is getting a set of facts that's agreed upon. If you don't agree, it's like Sean said earlier, if you don't agree on the pie, how the hell can you split it up? So often there's a disagreement about what the income stream might be. Well, let's agree upon that before we start
0: trying to divide it. But oftentimes, you can't get them to agree on the facts. And you'll hear people say, well, you have your truth and I have my truth. Their perspectives will not allow them to agree on the facts, even if it's mathematical. And so then you have to balance, well, what is their, what you were pointing to, Scott, what is the interest, needs, and values of the person that's making the proposal and the person that's receiving the proposal? And then how can we make that fit? Okay, you have different perspectives. You see this totally different. You see this differently. So, what can we do then to make it so that you can find an agreement that will meet both of your needs somewhat? Well, I I think that's elegantly
1: said. I, I think that the that the um, the struggle then is to find some way to allow these two sets of quote-unquote facts to coexist in this in this pool of reasoning and it's not necessarily a reasonable pool but it's it's almost a process pool in which okay you know it's almost like um, the physicists do this all the time with with different particle realities well in this universe it's like this in this other universe it's like that but even though it's separate because of separate points of view, we still have to find some way to, I don't know, regulate ourselves, if you will, to... Uh,
2: and I want to jump in something that you said, Sean. Sure. I'm sorry, but the numbers can't... I can't make the numbers do anything different. The numbers are the numbers. Yeah, but so I want it to somebody, be this. Well... <laughs> I, I accept <laughs> that, but here's the number. Here is the number. Yeah. There it is. It's finite. Have I mean, you ever so... pulled money out of your purse, Mom, and not had enough to buy something? I, I understand. That's that. how it works. Okay? I understand. You that's twenty five dollars.
0: Numbers... You got twenty three. You don't get to buy it. I, I understand, Mark, that that's what the numbers say, but I still want the house.
1: Okay. Well, I, I deserve so that. He needs to well, give Mark, that, Mark give already that handled that. Mark already mm-hmm. handled that, though. Mark said, "Okay, you, you know." If that, I mean, the house is a finite thing, essentially. It's a specific entity and it has a certain value. If you want that house. What are you willing to
0: to give up to get it? Or or better yet, instead of you saying, Mark, that math doesn't work. This is what the math says. Yeah. Let them do the math. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I know you do that. Let them figure out. And so, you know, if people work with me, sometimes I actually force them to do the mathematics with me. Yeah, So that they can and, see it.
2: And then I do my Columbo Act. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> just one like, more yeah, thing. How, all of our how, tricks just one more thing. You've got health insurance and yeah. bucks a month. And um, and explain to me how this is going to work when the kids come home, you know? Yeah. Like, How's
0: this going to work? Yeah. And, so, and, and and that's really important because then what happens then is the people own what decisions they're making.
2: And you know, the reality in is that in what we do. We don't care what they do within reason. And yeah. What I mean by that is it's their solution. Whatever works for their family, albeit a reformed family, works for us as long as there is that magical legal concept of informed consent. Yes. We and don't care
0: what you true. do as long as you agree. Now, As long you agree, as you agree and as long as you understand what might happen in a legal environment. When, when we started this, we were talking about. I'm coming in as a participant and my negotiation partner comes up with a crazy proposal and it makes me angry and I want to leave. I think a really important thing to think about there is if you become irrational as the person that's making the irrational proposal, it's almost like you're lowering yourself to that level and you're making it impossible for you to reach an agreement. It's a recipe for impasse. So and it's I probably always, a recipe for repeating something that happened in your marriage a hundred times. Correct. So then I'm always about, okay, so they, that's just a proposal. The person made a proposal. You don't like it. We get it. You don't like it. That's not a proposal you like. What would your proposal be? And force them to make a counterproposal. You know, or maybe not force. We don't force anybody doing it. But make it a strongly worded opinion that they should make it a proposal. Well, sure and and
2: i think that people need help with that
0: yep yeah what i mean happy by that is
2: it's, it, 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 it's something that you can't do on the fly very easily when you're angry yes in other words i've gotten this totally unreasonable proposal from my soon-to-be expanse and i now i'm supposed to make a proposal back well you want to know how I can make a proposal. Three snaps in a circle. Yeah, yeah. you want uh, you want six million. Oh, I think you're worth about one and a half. You know, it's like so.
0: You you got to exactly. You've got to avoid that happening. That happened to me today. I met with this couple, (laughs) and uh, he came in with a proposal, (laughs) and she was so incensed that she's like, "Well, then I'm not giving you anything." (laughs) Exactly. Which wasn't helpful to her, and then of course his proposal was ridiculous too, and it wasn't helpful to him. Yeah, and so you know, in that situation, I had to kind of go in separate rooms with this particular couple and help them to think more clearly. Mm -hmm. You know, just not and not that oh, I'm going to go in there and control how you think, but what it is, I want to, I want to everybody take a deep breath and think logically instead of emotionally. Right, be strategic. What
2: is your? What's your outcome? What do you? I
1: mean, yeah, I want to have everything. I want her to have nothing. What okay, do you think? Well, Scott I understand that, but I want that word. It's okay. No, no, he's yeah, he's he's saying essentially uh, where we started here—that notion of you want what? Yeah. Um, I gotta say that you know that in a, in a litigated environment, people do tend to start with the extreme on their end, and yep. you know, patiently. Like, force the other side to pull them to the middle to the extent necessary, mm-hmm. and that, um, that in law school, I mean, that's uh, sort of oh, yeah, do you do it. You uh, you're taught vigorous, to ask for double that,
0: what you think you're really going to get, yeah. yes, vigorous, uh, you know, representation, Which is really terrible negotiation, yeah. in my opinion. Well, but, yeah, you
2: know, I, I think it, 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 wastes,
0: it wastes a lot of time. Yeah, well, it's all that the, the marketplace that he was talking about, where you're just bouncing back and forth or use car sale. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, but but if you if you make it about interest, needs, and values, what are my interests here? And then you articulate that to the other side, like Mark was suggesting, and you think about what their needs are, you know, then you can probably get somewhere. I mean, the whole premise of our podcast, guys, is that you need the emotional the legal and the financial that kind of come together for there to be a settlement, right? Right, yeah. And I think that's true when people are making, you know, if you get this proposal and it throws you off emotionally, it's going to be hard for you to agree to something later.
2: And the, the other thing, the one thing I've noticed is that when couples do this, they are focused on each other. In other words, it's punishment or it's retribution in some form is what the offer is a really that you know? Yeah. Um, and so... One thing I've done is, and this may be frowned upon, but I use the children mercilessly on the <laughs> <laughs> I literally will say. So, so oh, you're gonna live in the mansion and you want him to live in a two-bedroom condo in
0: somewhere Never far mind. east.
2: Okay. And you want your children to go back and forth and see the difference. Is that how is that gonna work for your kids? Bring the focus away from the couple onto the children and the impact this kind of suggestion might have. Now, if there's no kids,
1: don't have that opportunity. But that is something that you can... No, no, but where you went there, what you did by doing that was to almost make it impossible for them to ignore empathy in in the, through the process. Yeah. Through, the, through the kids. It's like... Um, the the one where we're going to be meeting very soon, it doesn't have that element. And the irrational um, requirements, quote unquote, being posited, I, I don't know that we have that kind of a, I mean, I think that we're going to have to indulge the marketplace a bit. I sometimes mean,
2: we're going to have.
0: have, don't yeah, you sometimes think?
2: You, you sometimes have to do it to get past it.
0: The other thing, guys, yeah. you just, you just something really yeah. important there, Scott. And when those very highly emotional cases, slowing it down. Yeah. You know, and let's indulge in this a little bit. This back and forth, I think, can be really helpful.
2: And taking away by addressing early the, the things that create a heightened emotion. Is it because they're still under the same roof? Is it because one or other of them has a bad living arrangement. Is there something related to one of the kids going on that we can help them with? Yeah, There's often just one thing that you get past it and everyone takes a deep breath and goes, ah, okay, now, now we can really work on this because that thing that's driving me crazy every day went away.
1: Mm. I, uh, I look forward to pre-briefing uh, this particular—I uh, mean—I'm I, finding myself wanting to do it right I know now. The temptations yeah. to do it
0: here on our podcast, and must oh. we yeah. must not do that. Must not do that. I know,
1: I know. But you know, I mean, this 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 particular one. Honest to God, I've 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 been a therapist for 40 years. I feel like I have a lot to learn about dealing with the peculiarities
0: of this one. Well, and we all the cases come up like that right yeah and i think i think and, and I perfectly rational something people can from every yeah, yeah perfectly perfectly rational people can lose their crap too
2: yeah
0: you know and especially in this you know we were talking about this before we started the podcast this this environment that we're in with you know i was kind of joking about covid it's like we're we're suffering from ptsd and we have to go back and hang out <laughs> with our abuser which is the virus right we have to go back and put masks on again. And we thought we were free. And now we're, it's, we're, it's like the, the Godfather. They just pull us back in. Yeah. And uh, that is upsetting to people and perfectly rational folks are losing their crap and it's easy to do, Yeah, you know, so we, we have to be aware of that. And I think folks when they're going through this, need to be aware that this, this environment that we're in can can make them more volatile than they would normally be and make their partner more volatile. Okay, so another thing I was thinking about is the complaint. Somebody comes in, she always does this and I want this, and, and it's terrible that she's always late for pickups of the kids. And I usually go back to this, okay, well I hear that complaint, that, that sounds a lot like a proposal, what do you want? <laughs> well, I want her to show up on time. Can you put that into a proposal? And there's two words
2: you should never use: always and never.
0: Yeah, that I means that's all or nothing thinking. That tells me exactly. like, so, you know, is she she's always like, Really?
2: So so you've been married for thirty eight years, and, and she never showed up second. once on time. Not once, right?
0: Thirty eight years. Second, wow! Like, How did you
2: survive so long?
0: Yeah, you know? No, but I mean that all or nothing. But it's that, that absolutist
2: thinking that that puts people on the defensive. I was late this morning. I acknowledge that. I was sorry I'm late. Yeah, I was late this morning. You know what? I'm not always late. Don't try, don't take that situation where I showed up late this morning and, and suggest that I'm a recalcitrant person who's never shown up on time in my whole life because that's not true and that pisses
0: me off. And, and, uh, and, well, and you're divorcing me anyway, so what do you care? Yeah, really. <laughs> I can be later. <laughs> but I mean- You know, when when these complaints happen, though, it's a it's a proposal in disguise. And so you can can dive under that complaint and find out, well, what is it that you want to change? Okay, so you're concerned about punctuality. So let's build that into our agreement. I'm sitting here listening to this and I'm laughing. I have a relative.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And. Not only is he always late, <laughs> he is always phenomenally irresponsible. <laughs> this is this is a, a guy who's whose this is a distant relative whose parents put his house into a trust and you know because he was missing payments. Oh, he um, he's the kind of guy who has. Right. Okay,
2: there's one guy in the world. He, he had he late.
1: had like twenty just proved my point. Twenty parking tickets in the glove compartment of his car. <laughs> All right, and he
2: there like are there reason, are people not a that diplomat. are so.
1: He's
2: i not guess a diplomat not, with CD plates, you know. The, the well, I mean, plates. <laughs> the other
0: thing is, when we hear a complaint, it could be that there's a reason for it.
1: Yeah, and, and I, I guess yes. I guess yeah. um, um I'm you know I, I think that part of our um, our upcoming meeting is going to involve oh yeah some of that. Some of that. There's there's there's, there's you know But again I, mean, I still think that the operational beauty of getting people to generate proposals and getting people mm-hmm. to recognize the interests of the other party that still works even right. with un, even with unreasonable people
0: so well, again like you, you don't like this behavior what do you want to change about the behavior now make a proposal yeah it's more future oriented right so whereas a complaint is. About the past. exactly
2: it changes the focus remember we can't talk about the past
0: no, I always tell people and, don't talk about the past. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've talked about a lot of stuff. We mm-hmm. have. And I, I do think, you know, making proposals is, is a is an important skill that you know we try to teach our clients how to do it so that when they're done with us, they can continue to make proposals with their with their partners, especially if they have children that they've got to continue yeah. to co-parent. Yeah. You know, so they can have a more productive relationship. Even if it's not a marriage, it's it's a relationship where you can co-parent together. You yeah, know. I mean, that's
2: the, the, the ultimate goal of the work is to give people tools that can make them more effective in communicating after the
0: process is over than they were before they started. So let's do a summary then. So you get a crazy proposal that you think is... Absurd and, and it insults you. So, the first thing to do is not overreact. And don't make a crazy proposal back. And don't make a crazy proposal back. And then just think rationally, even though that's hard. And if you can't think rationally, find someone who can help you think rationally.
2: Or even ask for a timeout. Ask it's for a okay. timeout. It's okay to say, I need five it. minutes to, to yeah. consider this and go invent. And
1: you can have a, a response. response. Uh, 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 again, uh, the word media comes in again, mediate, but a mediated response where, you know, when you ask for that, I'm so upset when you ask for that, I find that so upsetting. It seems so unfair and unreasonable. And I'd hoped that we could, you know, that we could come together and, you know, really move toward the middle right from the beginning instead of like this and then have to force our way back in. However, I'm going to try idea. to, yeah, it's, yeah. you know, it's okay yeah. to say you're really upset. I mean, For I, sure. You know.
0: Oh sure. I, 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 I am not one of these mediators that shut down emotional response. I think. Yeah. Sometimes people need, you know, people are people and they're going to be emotional. And if you're a mediator and you can't handle a little bit of conflict yeah, and, and they do a good job. You need, you're in the wrong frame. You're, you're in the wrong environment. So I do think there's a place for saying what you got to say. I read a quote why? the other day. My my wife put a sticky on my computer, and it says, "Can you can't see it? Conflict hmm. is inevitable. Contention is a choice." Hmm. And I think you know why was she Why was she angry with you? <laughs> I think she's do? I don't know who said that, but I like it. Um, yeah, she's probably always saying. Well, what's she, what's she saying?
1: Heartbreak? And now I'm going to get into some real contention I'll with you. Contention. And that is my
0: choice. I choose to contend. Yeah. Well, you I, I, better actually, there are people that choose to contend. They'd they rather be a big part of the problem than a small part of the solution. There, yes, there are some people who are most comfortable when they're fighting and arguing. But and most, most people, yeah, most people find it very unpleasant to fight. Yeah. Yes. 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 And it, it it takes years off your life. It makes you feel gross. You think about it all the time. Oh, I I should have said this to him. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. But but really, when you when you're able to make a proposal that's actually a meaningful proposal proposal based on rational thought. Um, it's a very pleasant experience to actually see something come together. It's creative. It's creative. Yep. It's collaborative. Yep. It's, it's all kinds of good. And it's possible, people. even with that crazy person that made that nutty proposal to you. Sometimes it is. So, Scott. and yes, sir. Candidly, your case will end. It will end. One end.
2: way or another.
0: <laughs> you, can, you know, it's not <laughs> yeah. like...
2: You can choose not to divorce. You're in it.
0: Yeah. You can either All do you it can on do is your control terms or... the
2: process that you're involved in.
0: Yeah. You can do it on your terms or the terms of a stranger in black robes. Yeah. So Scott, if I need some help just dealing with my emotional response to that crazy proposal, what should I do? <sighs> well,
1: if you happen to want to speak with a therapist about it. <laughs> or a coach who works in uh, mediating these divorce situations or other situations, you can call me. My name is Scott Weiner, W-E-I-N-E-R, and I have a phone and I answer my own phone. 619-417-5743.
0: And Mark, oh, Mark, if if you want to... uh... If I need somebody to help me with the math, because, you know, the math, the numbers don't lie. What should I do? You would
2: uh, go to this wonderful 21st century invention. It's called a website. I know Scott hasn't worked that out yet. Anyway, uh, I have this uh, website. You would go to pacdivorce.com, P-A-C-D-I-V-O-R-C-E dot com. And everything you need is there, including my phone number. And I answer my phone.
0: You know, I, I think he's worked it out. He just doesn't like it. Ah, uh,
1: I, you know, it's, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard. Choice. I can't figure out whether to, whether to work more or retire. What do you think I should do? You guys
0: I'll I'll work, do more. Work, work more. work more. Don't stop. Of course. Who, really? who needs a family life?
2: Just yeah, work. really. You want to make sure you die at your desk in your 18th. Year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, if you need me to resolve this dispute between Mark and Scott, <laughs> about what technology to use. Go to my website, WeberDisputeResolution.com, and we can match you with a mediator who can help you resolve your dispute. That's Who's going to help Mark resolution. and I
1: solve this thing? Huh? Yeah. yeah.
2: No. We'll, we'll just find a teenager we both trust. There you go. <laughs>
0: WeberDisputeResolution.com. Well, and you until did it then, again. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Good week to you guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Three Wisemen of Divorce, Money, Psych, and Law. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe, leave us a review, and share with others who may be in a similar place. Until next time, stay safe, healthy, and focused on a positive, bright future. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Every family law case is unique, so no legal, financial, or mental health advice is intended during this podcast. If you need help with your specific situation, feel free to schedule a time to speak with one of us for a personal consultation.